So, welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. Even though today has been a really crazy day with my husband being sick with COVID and thinking he was all better and then all of a sudden he started getting worse and we had to go to the emergency room and then they turned us away and then we decided to just come back home and now we're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen for the moment everything seems to be precariously stable even though all that craziness has been going on I just feel like talking about something else so how about we talk about a show on Netflix called Manifest Uh, when I was sick with COVID which seems like a really long time ago But it was only like a week ago uh, and, you know, but I was sick for, I don't know, nine days, something like that. I've totally lost track. This entire month has been COVID month. So anyway, once I started getting sick, I started watching Manifest and I really like just lived on the couch because I was really sick too. And feeling really bad. So sometimes I was just sleeping on the couch. But I was also watching Manifest episodes when I when I felt like it. The thing about COVID is it makes your head hurt, makes your eyes hurt, makes you, you know, not want to be awake. So I couldn't really just like totally watch it. But I watched the entire first and second seasons. And there's a lot of episodes. I think there was around 13 or something episodes. I'm not going to look it up. Sorry. But there was more than many series have for each season. And sadly, that we watched the last episode not realizing that it was the last episode. And I was all ready for the next episode because... Even though it was the last episode, it wasn't quite clear that it was the last episode, even though it was pretty, you know, exciting episode. I was like, what? There's no more? That was it? That was the last one? So anyway, what is Manifest about? Manifest is a really strange show as far as it almost seems like it's going to be maybe a Christian, you know, Christian type series because the people um they they're kind of you know quasi quasi spiritual but they also say that they're atheist and they and they but they just can't decide so what happens is they they're on an airplane and there's a lightning storm and they don't know it but Five and a half years has gone by, and by the time they land, you know, five and a half years has passed, but they don't realize it. They don't know that any time has passed, so there's like a time warp, and, you know, the whole series is about them trying to figure out, you know, what happened, but then there's also all this crazy stuff that happens where they can kind of like, they get visions of the future, and they can, um, they try to prevent bad things from happening 
So they get some, you know, superpowers from their experience of the time warp. And what also happens is they eventually figure out that they're going to die when five and a half years passes. So that's a little bit of a spoiler alert, but not too much. I mean, you're going to figure it out pretty soon. So in each episode, well, also there's a lot of relationship stuff. And that was kind of the, what I enjoyed about the show is they really develop the characters and their personalities and the relationships between all the characters. And there's it's really complicated because some of the people, you know, when they came back, like one of them, she was already in another relationship, you know, because she thought her husband was dead because he was gone for five and a half years. And then the same thing happened to another character. Her, she was supposed to marry her fiance. And when she came back, he had, she had, you know, he had married her best friend. So they, uh, these people, they're really, they try to be good people. They try really hard to do the right thing. That's why it kind of feels like a Christian show. And they want to do, you know, what's the right thing? But they're not Christians. They never talk about God. They never talk about the Bible at all. And they don't know anything about the Bible, except, it's really strange, the the mother of one of the characters embroiders her a pillow that says, all things work together for good, which, of course, that's Romans 8, 28, part of the verse. Of course, they don't tell the entire verse, but... They do mention a, you know, partial Bible verse, and that is repeated throughout the series. And also the the, the flight number was 828, and that number comes up at other times as well. So it's like they tried to, you know, incorporate like these biblical themes and stuff, but they never would go so far as letting it be a Christian show. And, you know, even when the people really, like, started to question if God was real, they still just wouldn't, they wouldn't go all the way. And that was kind of disappointing. I was really kind of hoping that there was going to be some spiritual breakthroughs for at least some of the characters, but there never was. So it just ended up being, you know, a supernatural-themed you know, show, which was not so bad. It's just that it wasn't, it was not a Christian show. You know, it was pretty clean and, you know, easy to watch. Like I wasn't offended. Oh, except that there, you know, there are two gay characters. So just so you know, there's that. But they were, you know, they weren't flamboyant, you know, bizarre gay characters but they were they were gay characters. So that also of course means that it's not a Christian show unless you're a progressive Christian then maybe it is. But anyway, I really enjoyed the series Manifest and it's funny because the the one thing that I that just made me laugh even when I was feeling bad was whoever did the wardrobe for the characters really loved skinny and tight 
pants and leggings. So every character wore tight pants and they had to be, you know, they had to be jeggings, even the guys. It was like, okay, what era is this supposed to be? Why is everyone wearing these jeggings? But everyone was wearing jeggings. Not a not a single normal pair of pants was to be seen. So that that gave me a little laugh. But other than that, I mean, it was really good. There were some really exciting scenes. Uh, sometimes the there's this one character, um, the the dad. He's kind of the main the main guy. He can be extremely dr- overly dramatic and. You know, that's kind of how it is, like, with in Christian movies. Some of the actors aren't that great. But the little boy was pretty good, and the teenage girl was really a good actress. So, you know, after I kind of got past my criticism of some of their acting, and, and actually it was funny because one of the characters, like, from one camera angle, she has this really like jutting chin that kind of like was like noticeable and kind of like distracting to look at her chin sticking out like that but it's like in later episodes they stopped focusing they they changed the camera angle so that you don't notice her chin as much <laughs> and that's that character's name is Mick so you might She's she's the girl cop. So we have a a lady cop and we have her fiance, the a man who is also a cop. And there's a there's a theme or I don't know if you call it theme, there's like a plot thread where you think that he has kind of gone to the dark side. And I won't give it away, but maybe I just did. But just hang in there, and eventually you'll you'll get to the truth. But it has a lot of really interesting stuff. And another oh, another thing is because these people had come back, you know, after five and a half years of being missing, some people develop like this cult following, and they think the people are you know uh, some kind of you know holy people. And they want to follow them around and touch them and stuff. And then there's other people who hate them and think that they're, you know, dangerous and they want to lock them up and stuff. Um, So that's an interesting little religious theme that they threw in that you can, like, ponder. And then there's another character that is this, uh, I don't know, Indian or something woman she's a scientist and works in a hospital and she's a really good character as well does a lot of stuff um and there's another one is a black man who's like in the uh department of defense and his name is vance i really liked him as a character i wish there would have been more of him actually um but like I said, I, I think there's probably around 25 or 26 episodes total for two seasons. And then I think it got canceled. So maybe it'll come back. I don't know. But I give it a five-star review, even with the small flaws. 
of over drama and occasional uh, corniness, I, I, I think it's worth watching. So if you haven't already seen Manifest, give it a try and send me a message. Let me know what you thought of it or text me if you're my friend and you already know me. I mean, you have my cell phone number. Let me know. I really wished I would have had someone to discuss it a little bit more with when I was watching it. John, my husband John, wasn't super into it. He was kind of bored with it. So, you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I know I saw on Facebook that some people said they started watching it and then they just kind of eh, got bored with it. But if you kind of hang in there with it, it, it is maybe a little bit uneven as far as the, you know, how good each episode is. There's a few episodes that were a little bit slow or maybe a, just a little too much like drama instead of not as much action. And then there's some that have a lot of action. So, uh, you know, maybe skip. If, if you don't like an episode, you can always go to the next one. And, you know, try to work your way to the end of the series if you have the time. But right now, uh, we all have a, um, you know, we only have, we don't know how much time we have left. Like, right now, the world is very unstable and... There's a lot of sick people, and there are, there was an earthquake in Haiti, and there's floods, and there's who knows what's going on all around the world. There's so much stuff that I really can't, like, even let myself read all the news, because, you know, Jesus could be coming back soon, and so the world is very pretty crazy, so it's important that as Christians... We don't just spend all our time watching Netflix or other things like that. We we need to be telling our friends and family members and strangers and everyone we meet about Jesus. And, you know, the past two weeks or so, things have been so intense with the sicknesses you know, I've had a lot of time to think about God and about my faith and whether or not my faith is, you know, as strong as it should be. And, you know, it's good. It's good for us to go through things like that because we want to we want to know that we know that we know that we are saved and we, we don't want to be afraid of death and we don't want to be afraid of trials and we don't want to be afraid of the unknown and and, you know the future may hold a lot of those things and you know it's really strange for me to see people that don't think about God at all have no desire to know anything about God the Bible Jesus supernatural things they just think that everything you see is what all there is they don't believe that there's anything else after you die and it's really sad um you know i 
the Bible says there's sheep and goats, and it doesn't really explain to us exactly if, you know, we can tell the difference between those, and are, are the goats, you know, just, are they born different than us? I mean, there's different interpretations of that doctrine, but... All I know is if you have any inkling in your spirit that you want to know Jesus, don't ignore that. Listen to that. That's God calling you and call and, you know, and say, here I am, Lord, speak to me. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to know? And and the more you reach out to God, the more he'll reach out to you, and the less important this world will be to you, and, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't care about things and just become some kind of monk or something, it's just that your priorities are going to change when you realize that this, this life on this earth is very short, and... The Bible tells us that the two most important commandments are to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And that's so easy to say, but how can you love God when you can't see him? How can you love your neighbor as yourself when people can be really hard to love even on a good day because they just, you know... It's, it's way easier to love yourself and put yourself first. And, and that's our fallen nature that Jesus came to redeem us from because we, we are basically slaves to sin. We're slaves to our fleshly weaknesses, our, our temptations, our selfishness. That, the key is the selfishness. And that causes us to be prideful. And I'm very specifically talking about myself because I just can't believe how quickly I turn to, you know, being proud. Even when, you know, God had just knocked me down and picked me back up. And the next thing I know, I'm congratulating myself for something. It's such a terrible habit. And I have to keep on repenting of that but thank you Jesus that that sin has been forgiven by your death on the cross and and I know that you love me Jesus and I'm thankful for that and you you show yourself to me every day by your faithfulness in my life so whenever uh, whenever we realize how sinful we really are you know one reaction that people have is to shut that, shut out those thoughts like, oh, I'm not that bad or, you know, oh, I'm not as bad as that guy or, well, yeah, maybe I do this, but I don't do this. And, you know, God probably doesn't really care if I do this little thing. And, you know, I'm trying really hard to be a good person most of the time. But you, what you don't realize is, 
no matter if you really are like a really nice person who works hard, helps others, does all kinds of good things like that, you're, you're still like outside the club from God. You're still on a different planet from God because God is so holy that even on your very best day, you're not good enough. And I'm sorry to tell you that if you didn't know that, but only by being covered by Jesus's righteousness, are you able to stand in the presence of God? We have to be like standing behind Jesus so that God sees Jesus, not us, because we're so, we're just so sinful. And that happened when Satan tempted Eve and she sinned and Adam's, well, she was deceived and Adam sinned. That's what the Bible says. So that's a whole nother topic, but we know that the world was corrupt and corrupted by disobedience. And because of that first disobedience, now all people are corrupted. And you might know some people like my mother, of course, who is super awesome. And it's really hard to imagine, you know, oh, of course, my mother's not corrupted. My mother is perfect. Well, even my mother, you know, needed Jesus to forgive her sins. And even your mother needs Jesus to forgive her sins and your father and your granny and your papa and your aunt Sally Sue. We all, we all need to, to get to know Jesus and say, Oh, Jesus, Jesus, you, you died on the cross in order to supernaturally pay the price for my sins. How can this be? Why would someone suffer and die for my sins? And when you start to like look deep inside yourself and let God like shine the light on your secret heart, you know that you need you need God's forgiveness. So don't don't put that off. Ask God to reveal your sins. Ask God to Forgive them once once you become aware of them and just and accept that free gift and, and just be grateful that you don't have to pay the penalty for your own your own sinfulness. And then after that live as someone who has been rescued from hell. Because that's what we were. We were rescued from hell. And the people who the people who don't have their sins forgiven, they're not they're not rescued. They're condemned. So that's why it's so important that you share this message with your with your friends and family. Ask them, do you know about Jesus? Do you, you know, I'm not saying, do you go to church? I'm not saying, uh, you know, do you, are you a good person? I'm saying, do you know Jesus? And 
Have a conversation with them. It, it's the most important thing you can do in these last days when Jesus is, is coming to return for his people. And he said it was the last days 2,000 years ago. So we don't, we don't know when that's going to be. But with the craziness that's happening, you know, it could be soon. And certain historic, certain political events that are lining up, you know, do make it seem a little bit more likely that it's going to be soon. So get right with God by asking him to forgive your sins. Hope you enjoyed my review of Manifest. And even more important, I hope you will think about what I said about Jesus. Thanks again for listening today. And please keep my husband in your prayers. God willing, I'll have some good news about him getting healthy in the next few days. Bye now.